0: Hello everyone and welcome to Overreacting the Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Ceriso, and every week we overreact to important topics regarding intersectional feminism. I'm really excited about this week's episode because it's a special episode today. It's a special episode today because I am joined by my first ever guest on the podcast. I'll be talking to Ruchit Ashakamal, an Indian teen activist who advocates for the depletion of human rights and the support of important causes like the environment feminism or generally human rights we'll be talking about the situation of women in india today we'll be talking about how feminism is perceived there and mainly also dismantling misconceptions and myths that we westerners have towards india regarding feminism and women because here we have a very limited picture of how the situation is there I'm learning with you today, so buckle your seatbelts and listen along. So thank you for coming on the podcast. I think we'll be learning a lot today. First of all, would you like to present yourself? So give your name, your pronouns and what you do so that our listeners have an idea of who you are.
1: Hello, listeners. It's Ruchit. It's a teen activist from India, fighting for human rights violation and feminism, and for environmental crisis. And I'm so glad to be here.
0: So I was. I have to say that I was surprised when you first DM me about wanting to having a conversation with me that you were a male feminist from India, because here we are more used to seeing female feminists than male feminists. So I wanted to ask you, how did you become a feminist in the first place? And is it common to be one there?
1: First thing, uh, why male male feminists are more populated in India is because women are treated a little bit low in this society in India. And I think they are not aware about the feminism and uh, parents also support male for further for studies and they support to go socialized and they support to have, uh, have awareness about everything so that the uh, maximum pop- maximum males are getting aware about feminism how women rights are getting violated and how women and males should be treated equally so that's why in India, are male population is very much higher in feminism. And there are also many feminists in women also in India. And there are also many organizations which are started by women for supporting feminism. So firstly, uh, the reason behind me transforming into feminism is when I was a child, uh, I used it to see many situations where My mom and relatives were were treating my sisters and relatives a little bit uh, criticizing, but that's the culture here. When when my sister or someone get PGS, my mom used to put her in a room and she used to isolate her and she used to not allow her to touch bed. She should only dedicate it to one single bed sheet and she should always sleep there, in the de- in the dedicated place. And the main myth is here that girls should the girls who are entered into periods should not go into the temple in the house. So that's the thing. I saw this. Everything I I was like uh, something is happening. I I don't know what's that. But when when I entered into eight uh, uh, standards. I got uh, aware and I got introduced to sex education, what periods is. Then I got realized that Indian society is literally criticizing women and it's breaking the violation. So I just got aware about it and I really got angry and I searched more about feminism and I really wanted to dedicate my activism towards women's rights. So that I transformed into a male feminist.
0: And do you have any friends or somebody around you who is also a feminist like you?
1: Yeah, actually, I have friends who are a little bit interested in feminism, but they are not ready to uh, speak, come, come in front of the society and speak about the feminism. Here, literally, if you pick any girl in front of two males. She can't express periods. She feels so guilty. Society don't allow them. So that in my friend circle, many male feminists are also not coming out and expressing that feeling. But there are many people who I know are feminists. And in India, as I'm super active in social media, I have many friends in India. I know many NGOs who are fighting for feminism in India.
0: Could you tell our listeners some kind of discrimination that women face every day, except for the period talking and sex education? What other challenges do girls and women face every day there?
1: There are many, many discriminations here. Here the culture don't support them. For example, even the Hindu Brahmins. the Brahmins are the higher caste of India. Brahmins themselves, they say that women are gold. We don't let our gold to go outside. She is like our gold. So we don't let her to do job or to do work. But this makes a lot of discriminations. Here, women can't wear their likely dress and they're limited. Recently, uh, a chief minister of a state called Bihar, he said that girls who wear ripped jeans is against the Hindu culture. He is a chief minister who is elected within over ten crore people. So as a representative of ten crore people, he said that. And it clearly shows the discrimination toward women. And in India if any female is trying to come on the stage and speak, male criticize, I will say one Hindi word, hai. isko kya pata. This means that she is a girl. What will she know? So this is the common word which, which I listen daily. You can watch it on social media or anywhere you can watch it. It's not like that, that every person is criticizing the women in India. They are treated like a valuable thing, but they are not modernized.
0: So the government is very against these movements, so against feminism.
1: So our recent government is is totally in promoting the religion. In India, there are many religions like Islam and Christianity and Jainism and many other religions. But majorly Hinduism and Muslim Muslim religion criticize women and delimitize women to some extent. So in Indian religion, women are not allowed to remove the pherda. It's like a cloth. Women wear it on their face. It's, it's brought by Muslim people. When they invaded India, they brought this system. And they forcefully put this pherda system into Hinduism. So in this Purda system, women are wearing some cloth for covering their faces. And women will never remove that cloth from their head. So this same system is practiced uh, into Hinduism. So it's really, if if a woman survives one year, she should wear parda for 90% of the time. And it's not practiced in urban India, but it's fully practiced in rural India.
0: So you, you see a very big difference between the rural areas of India and the city of India. In
1: rural India is totally backwards you can't imagine you western people i'm mentioning that in the western countries there is no population it's totally low and people live a little bit far away but in rural india people are attached they're like magnets the houses are behind them and there are many chances of spreading any virus and i think that rural india is totally it's mixed up it's like a slum area In rural India, the difference where it comes from is there are no facilities for education. Only public institutions are there in rural India. Those public institutions are with less facilities. They are like under this building. They are totally damaged. Those buildings are totally damaged. Lack of education make their mind to support all these cultural activities and all the myths. In rural india and when you come to urban india urban india is totally modernized it contains many institutions and there are there are many companies here and in rural india there are no awareness programs also people are not willing to go there and speak something because the rural india people can backfire they can also attack on you and i literally face it uh, something like that when i try to speak in rural india and if any ngo wants to make awareness from rural india it can't it can't go there so it does its awareness programs in urban india and so that urban india is a little bit modernized and it supports feminism it supports any good activities here if a girl wears adopted jeans and goes for a village rural india he will be literally isolated. And that situation will be literally so horrible.
0: We here in the West, we always learn about how in India, arranged marriages happen. And do you also see there a difference between rural India and urban India? What is there the difference when talking about arranged marriage?
1: If you are from urban India, there are only 10% chances being in a love marriage and if you are from rural india there is 0.00 percentage of getting love marriage because that thing is not at all practiced in rural india they don't even know the term of i think i think like that because people are lacking of education and so that they don't even practice uh, love marriage And the people at the society don't accept that love marriage is there. If any person from rural India is migrating to urban India, then there are probabilities to have love marriage. Otherwise, there are literally zero percentage.
0: It's really fascinating because here... We would say arranged marriage, we would never do that. We would always go with, yeah, marriage should be with a person that you love. And it's so interesting to see the difference between our two countries. Do you think that the point of arranged marriage also affects the domestic abuse cases of how high they are there?
1: One thing you people must know, there's people in India, 90% of people fall in love society they don't support that and they don't do that some people who are well-educated and their family is also well-educated then they get into love marriages the other thing which you have asked that if any person practices are in marriage then there are many chances of getting domestic violence yeah yeah obviously i myself uh, my uncle who abuses my aunt this is the example where you can see, and my aunt is blood relative. If you are from arranged marriage, the maximum chances of getting into domestic violence and, and even love marriages, domestic violence is common here. If you are a newly married couple in India, and after three or four months, your husband beats you, and when you go and complain it to your mother-in-law, she says that it will happen. After a after few days, it will settle. I have listened to this. And one more point, to be frank, my mother and father practiced this domestic violence. But my father was also an activist. But here the society didn't teach my father that you should not show your anger to woman. But at the time, if you get angry, go and beat your wife. Casteism is like totally discrimination to some section of people and it's totally full wealthy scheme to one section of people. There are like five sectors. First one is Brahmins. Second one is Kshatriyas. And third one is Vaishyas. And the fourth one is Shudras. As of the Indian government, I belong to Shudras. So remember this, I am a Shudra. So, brahmins are the people they are like priests and the second people who are kshatriyas they are like kings soldiers warriors and the third people who are vaishyas they are business people and the fourth people shudras they are the laborers farmers and one more thing i need to tell so you western people that in ancient india people in shudras Used it to not have lands. They were like uh, some people who own a lot of land and, and they are called as landlords. And we, Shudras, used to work in that land and, and they used to pay tax to them. The ground level people used to not have the lands. They used to work under the landlords. So coming to caste system only Brahmins are allowed to study. That's written in a holy book in ancient India. In this caste system, only Brahmins got profited. And the other people, they're like, they work, they got food, they got power to rule. And the business people got money to have all the facilities. And the lowest people, Shudras, got fully discriminated. Shudras faced a major thing that's called untouchability. So this untouchability and the Shudras were named as untouchables. This untouchability didn't have any limits in any small town. Shudras' house was a little isolated. It's like in boundary of the village. Shudras were not allowed to drink the water from the same river from where Brahmins and other caste people drink. So, if Sudras did drink that water from that river, he would be totally beaten up and sometimes he would be killed also. In the 13th century, Arab conquested our India. At that time, Arabs took our mathematics and other, other sciences from India. That education system was taken from India and it spread to Western countries and Arabs took that, but instead of exchange, they gave us the term called equality-liberty. But when Brahmins got to know about this thing, equality, they thought that if this equality comes into India, the untouchable will rise up, Mm -hmm. and they'll start criticizing us. At that time, they didn't allow the Muslims to take this equality into India. Until now, caste system is followed. And literally, I have seen many situations where caste system is followed in front of my eyes once i visited a rural area which is border of telangana and when i was going into the village i saw one isolated house then i asked them why is the guy is living in the isolated place then they replied that he is some caste person and if my grandma my grandfather themselves if any lower caste member Comes to the house, we should sit down on the ground. Two hundred people in India yearly die due to caste system in rural India, because in rural India, lack of education leads them to do some nonsense.
0: So, but would you say that the case system still affects and oppresses women, no matter of which case, the same? Or would you say that women in the higher cases are more privileged than the ones in the lower cases?
1: Yeah, uh, higher caste women are not treated equally as men. And in the lower caste people, they don't treat women equally, but they give basic rights to them. And one more thing, mainly shudras are not Hindu religion based. They're like, shudras are like tribal groups. So their nature is their God. They they pray for tree like that. So they don't show any discrimination because here male and female work hard and they make livelihood. So here there is no discrimination shown. And in the higher castes, people will not let the woman to rule or people will not let the woman to get educated. Like only Brahmins have access to learn education, right? Only males have right to get educated.
0: So due to this lack of education, women have less possibilities to get into careers like politics, right? Yeah. But do you know of people and women who have managed to do a career like this, for example, in politics?
1: Yeah, there's one famous lady. Do you know this company called Infosys? It's the biggest MNC in the world. It's an IT company. So the co-founder of that industry is a lady and she managed to have education. And I think she's uh, now 70 year old. And at that time, we should imagine if a woman managed to have education properly and become a MNC co-founder, which is in IT sector, why can't other people have that opportunity? There are not dedicated colleges for women. So she also went to some male dedicated colleges where all the people were male, and she also got discriminated by them. But even though she tried a lot and she got that opportunity. And now it's common. Now, now it's common. There are many people in every sector. There are pilots, there are politicians. In the world, first woman to climb the Mount Everest is from India. And in 2016, our tribal girl was the first uh, tribal girl who climbed the Mount Everest. So if if you go opposite to the culture, you can do anything, but you should face the society.
0: So at this point, but would you say you said that they have to go against the whole system, the whole society, the whole government? How can people help make a society that is so influenced by the government change for a more equal one?
1: To change the system is to get educated and allow people to get educated. Education is the only way where people will get aware of everything. And if more women get educated and if more women enter into all sectors, then males should obviously support the women. And as science says, women are a little bit higher in science studies so it will be so helpful to have women in every sector there are many opportunities where you can have e-learning there are many dedicated schools colleges institutions for women and government also provides some dedicated reservations for women when a female wants to enter into this education field there are many chances but you should go opposite to the society Recently, my relative who lives in other state, my brother don't study high marks and he a little bit interested in acting and like that co-curricular activities. But my sister who is very awesome in studying and who is very awesome in performing and she also makes presentations very well and she also got selected for some innovative projects which are given by the government but the only reason why their parents didn't allow is because there is one thing that's dowry system dowry system is a system where when you're going to get married female family gives some money to the male family for settlement of a husband and wife for buying some house or any other things like buy a car so my uncle uh, as I explained to you example about my sister and my brother, he just replied, you are a girl and I should also pay you dowry and I should also make you study. These are the words which were said by my uncle.
0: So you say that it starts with education. So it's about educating the children so that they grow up knowing that they can go against the system and make everything more equal.
1: Yeah, government allows people to get sex educated, that will not be all right for the rural people. Because if, if any person is studying some sex education related book in his house, his literate parents will literally make some violence against him. In the minds of Indians, it's like uh, if you're seeing any sex education related pictures or diagrams, if you're drawing that, his father or his guardian will see that as on. People are not aware about that, what sex education is. And sadly, many literates oppose that sex education also. And there are some politicians who use the removal of sex education as their agenda. We should start educating people about sex education also. And we should start a massive war against this society. And we should start taking some digital action and digital awareness programs in the ground level of rural India. We should make some new technology where we can educate these people who live in rural India. We should explain them clearly that sex education is not on. I got a teacher Sex education was captured by two people, and one teacher totally felt uncomfortable while saying sex. And other thing. government thinks that, and many people think that, king children to learn about this sex will turn them into rogue children. Got fixed that sex education is born.
0: That also puts a lot of problem to find period product for girls since it's so not talked about.
1: Yeah, and 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 here I I think it's all over the world. Girls are really uncomfortable. And if if a girl is living with his father alone when his mother is out somewhere and she's in periods now, then she can't express it to her father. That she she don't even try to wear pads like that and other thing there's a lot of age difference in marriage in india if male is 35 year old and the female is 21 year old it's also practiced a lot in india Mm -hmm. now it's changing a lot because his little friends will make fun of him if he practices age difference marriage marrying a small girl and there are many myths in India which I, I feel shame to say which I practice in my family. Mm. If I try to explain them, if I try to aware them, I'm totally opposite to the society. And my family will stop speaking to me and they'll not let me to go against society and change everyone. So I'm going digital now.
0: So you're also affected, like you personally, are also affected by... Arranged marriage and everything that we've mentioned. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Every every single thing which I which we talk now. Yes. Is practiced in my family or in my circuit. And it's common. And and one more major thing, there are many things common like 21 and 35 year old marriage. That's common here. And arranged marriage. It's totally common here. And other thing, domestic violence—it's totally common here. Everything and caste discrimination—it's also common here. Mm-hmm. And girls not expressing uh, about their free periods to men—it's also common here. Everything is common here. And the person who is educated, he feels so bad that knowing all these discriminations as common in India.
0: And how how do you feel about being the only one? Or one of the only ones who is going against society. How does it feel like? I I
1: I totally feel so weird. I totally feel so anti-national. And one more thing, if if I if I join any protest or if I speak any anti-governmental statement or if I pass any anti-governmental statement to the, against government, are just saying me anti-governmental person, anti-national. They're calling me terrorist.
0: Oh, yeah. So, education is number one. Absolutely. I totally agree that we need to keep raising awareness about this. And I hope that you manage to transform more of your friends or your family into feminists as well. I think we have learned a lot on this podcast, but there is still so much this to be learned, uh, especially yeah. us here. We have absolutely. This interview literally showed that here we have no clue about what is going on there, almost.
1: And and one more thing, as you are so much privileged and as you are given opportunity to get educated, I think you should have major positions because, you know, in USA, which is top one Mm. in everything, and the first vice president in US history,
0: Talk about that. I think it's very interesting that it took so long for the United States to have a female vice president. Female but,
1: vice yeah, but in
0: India, but in India, you've had female prime ministers.
1: Common in India to having having females as a politicians. There are two sides because here people here women are not treated wrong, but they lack they are lacking the education. People think that women are gold, we should treat women as gold. But as a literate, we know that women should get opportunity to get exposed to the world. Women should get uh, opportunities to present their innovative ideas. Why are women limited to only kitchen rooms and for only housekeeping? But In their view, they think that housekeeping is so good for women. Here, 100% respect is given to women, but if any woman is rising in competition with uh, with other men, then she will be discriminated. Indira Gandhi was a kid of uh, Congress representative, so she was uh, elected as prime minister and everyone gave her respect. Many goddesses are there in women, so they treat women as a little bit high. And if me and women are standing in a bus, I'm an old man and woman is middle-aged, people will let that woman to sit. They are treated respectfully, but they don't know the rights of women.
0: Now that we're getting to the end, do you have a final appeal or something you want to say to all the listeners listening from all around the world?
1: Yeah. To all the listeners who are listening to this podcast, I want to request you, all the people to get educated and to use the privilege which you are having right now. Because as you listen to this podcast, you got to know that how India is facing about the woman discrimination. You have so much privilege to have educated, to have sexual education, to have everything. So you have to use your opportunity and you you should go to every sector and use your opportunity. And to Indian listeners who are listening to this podcast, I only want to request you people to please get aware about the sex education and how men should be treated in India. That's all what I want to say.
0: That's a really great way to end this episode. Thank you very much for the interview. I have learned a lot and I'm pretty sure that the listeners have learned a lot too. We will try to fight for that equality because it is possible. But how you said, education is the main point. So we all have to give our little bit of sand to create the sandcastle and Mm -hmm. make it possible.
1: I'm so glad that I, I came to this podcast and I explained to the listeners about how India is facing women discriminations. So I'm so glad that you listeners are joining with our protest and you're going to fight with us.
0: I wish you great luck for everything you still have to achieve and keep fighting, keep staying strong against the society and we're going to make it. Yeah. You can follow Ruchid on all social media platforms. On Instagram, he is teen underscore activism. And on Twitter, you can find him as Ruchid Ashakamal to follow his work and his activism. So make sure to follow him on Twitter. If you have any questions regarding this topic, you can ask him personally. Or you can DM me as well on Twitter and Instagram at overreacting underscore pod. Or you can suggest also a topic for future episodes there. Recommendation of the week is the film Queen on Netflix. The film is about an Indian girl, Kulrani, who is devastated after her fiance leaves her just before the wedding, but then she decides to go on their honeymoon alone, which is in Europe, and she gets pulled out of her comfort zone to rediscover herself in Europe. So, where are you from? Pakistan, eh? I'm from Rajouri, India. Ah, namaste. Namaste. Am- may, may be Hindi. Af. Afu Hindi ati? Ah, uh, How you say? Uh, I am mixed Hindi, French, Spanish. Mary uh, Mama French, Spanish. Papa, Hindi. I am Vijay Lakshmi. <laughs> nice to meet you. You can call me Vijay. You? Myself, Rani. Ah, Rani. What's up? Oui? Nee, pani nee. Rani. Uh, queen? No, no Rani. Queen? Okay, Queen. I think it's very interesting because it shows the differences of how society sees women or what society allows women to do in different countries. So the difference between a developing country like India and Europe. It's very entertaining. It makes you cry, it makes you laugh. The director is an Indian man called Vikas Bal. And it's a Bollywood film, but you can find it on Netflix, which is really cool. It's really good, so watch it. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode was interesting for you. I think this one was one of my favorites so far. I'm really happy that we had our first guest on the show. I'm looking forward to future guests as well, so stay tuned for that. I wish you a really great week. And don't forget, feminists all over the world are not overreacting. Okay, bye!